Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy designed to help you understand your skin and what products to buy. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, bringing you open, honest conversation around the noisy skincare industry. Want the lowdown on current skincare hot topics and key products to look out for? In each episode, we interview skincare experts from the beauty industry to bring education and enlightenment to your day. From demystifying skincare topics to unboxing products, plus our honest, no BS reviews. We'll share brand stories, their mission, and so much more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Skin Interview. I am Megan Felton, the co-founder of Leone, and I am joined by a very special guest today, the founder of Pestle & Mortar, one of my favorite brands. If you follow us, you know, uh, Sonia Deasy. So it's going to be a really exciting podcast today. We're going to talk about exploring the journey of a skincare entrepreneur. That's also going to lead into a conversation about one of my all-time favorite products, the Hyaluronic Serum from Pestle and Mortar, and then a few other products that we're going to unbox here today. So I'm going to just pass it to you, Sonia, to, to just introduce yourself. And I want to hear a little bit more about Pestle and Mortar too. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, so I am the CEO of Pestle and Mortar. We're an Irish skincare company. Um, we are six years old. And my journey, I don't come from the skincare business I started back in my early career. I went to college. I studied philosophy, history, and German, which is completely unrelated <laughs> to skincare. I love that. <laughs> um, and from there, when I graduated, I went into my own family business, which was, in fact, a fashion business, so clothing. And I was a buyer in my own family's um, fashion business straight after college. So I never actually worked for anybody else. Um, I come from a self-employed background. My parents were self-employed. I married um, my husband. He also comes from a self-employed background. His parents were self-employed. So I think that I was always destined <laughs> to have my own business and be an entrepreneur. I think it's in my blood. Um, so from there, I married my husband, who his name is Porik. He's a portrait. He was a portrait photographer. Um, and from there, when I married him a year after I married him, I, I actually gave birth to my first child. So I got pregnant three months when we, uh, three months after we got married. And I had my first child within the first year of marriage. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, so our first year wedding anniversary coincides with the for the birth of our first child. So what a year. <laughs> what a first year. So yeah, so then uh, at that time I was working in my family's fashion business. And that business required there was a lot of travel involved and my husband we always knew we wanted to have more than one child. And at that time, you know, traveling was it was I was traveling a lot. So I was traveling up to three or four times a week. They were short distance wow, yeah. over and back to the UK. Um, so we made the decision that what if I entered his family business, which was the business of portrait photography and ran that business with him. <laughs> so at that time, his parents were involved in that business. So I entered that business. We bought his parents out of that business. And we took over that business together. And in that, within that business, I was in charge of running the whole, the, the business and managing the employees and really looking after the future of that business. And it was here that I got my light bulb moment. 
<laughs> yes, I was going to say, yeah, when did you make that? Because that's a huge so, switch. Yeah, so I noticed we, you know, we didn't, we weren't commercial photographers. So we photographed everyday people. So we photographed parents with the small children. And a lot of these mothers, they were sleep deprived. And when they got in front of a camera, and I, I'm not a photographer, but I would look from the back of my my husband's lens and I would see their skin was dull and dehydrated mm-hmm. and not glowing so that ultimately made made them look more tired um, than they really were and older than they were so it was whilst traveling within this business um, we did a lot of traveling educating professional photographers And it was whilst traveling, I got to see the more commercial end of photography where where photographers were photographing models and makeup artists were prepping skin. And it was this is where I saw makeup artists, especially in America, using ingredients such as hyaluronic acid in their products to prep the skin. And I noticed the results from looking behind the camera lens immediately. And these models, they didn't necessarily have very good skin. So my thought process was, what if I could create a product like this and offer it to our own customers in our own studio? And that's how the idea began. <laughs> wow. wow. I love that. So you were really, before you were even in the skincare world, you were observing the skin, which is incredible. It's what we, in our business, we talk about, you know, look at your skin, try to assess your needs. And so many, I would say, apart from breakouts, our, our kind of second concern is that you know, that dullness of the skin and that dehydration, which we see all the time. I mean, all of us are chronically dehydrated, really, just with the world we live in. And none of us are drinking enough water, but also the environments are pretty harsh these days. And so uh, I think that hydration, it makes all the difference in the world to the skin. And it's one of the the kind of core things that your skin barrier needs. So I guess when you, so when you discovered that this hyaluronic acid could instantly plump the skin and make people look more glowy, more awake, I guess just that youthful, youthful glow is what we're all after. So this hyaluronic acid, what, what were the next steps that you took to then figure out, okay, how do I get the best hyaluronic acid? How do I formulate it? Because your hyaluronic acid is a bit different, I think, than, than others. I use it myself. So I know that. I started first by doing my market research and testing every single product I could find with hyaluronic acid present. And I discovered that there was one thing about all of the products um, available on the market. And that was that to me and on my skin, they all felt sticky and tacky. And I could feel the layer, a layer of something on my skin. So I felt like these products were just sitting on the surface of my skin and not soaking in or adding any benefit. So even if the ingredients in these products were really good, when I used them, I didn't enjoy using them. So therefore, I, I couldn't use them. So for me, it was about formulating a product that, was, that worked and that was absolutely luxurious to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, formulation philosophy um, for me is, is everything. So how the product feels on my skin, how, how it sits with other products, does it wash off? Does it stay on? All of those. I always look at all of those elements within within a product. So I discovered through that journey that I am a very tactile person. Um, mm-hmm. So my sister would always say to me, oh, my God, you are so fussy. 
and I am about anything that I can feel on my skin. And I didn't realize, I, I thought that was normal. Yeah. Everyone was like that. But some people just tolerate bad products. They do because they think, okay, it must, you know, maybe it's supposed to feel this way. Even what we find with clients, the tingling or burning Mm -hmm. sensation, people think, oh, well, it must be working. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's this misconception that you can't find skincare that feels amazing. And that's just not true. There, there are amazing products out there that feel good that soak into the skin, for example, like your like your serum, you don't have to settle. Absolutely. So I also, I come from six generations of medicine men. So my grandfather, he was a medicine man in India and my uncle still practices in the same spot today. So I grew up with natural healing. So if there's six children in my own family, I have five siblings. And if there was ever anything wrong with us, my dad would remedy it naturally. So that was by osmosis. I grew up with that. Um, and I didn't really understand um, how much that would influence and impact my life. Mm-hmm. And so how did you use kind of your heritage and your network? Because you come from this long line of you know self-starter entrepreneurs. So how did you use that network to then form your initial team and take the initial, you know, really the plunge into to starting this business? So Pestle and Mortar is not my first business. So I did run uh, myself and my husband both ran our portrait photography studio. So our business is now six years old. But in tandem, we ran two businesses for three years. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, because we have five children. <laughs> um, you have and so our, much, I mean, my gosh, the juggler, <laughs> so many different things. How do you do it? So our, your <laughs> our portrait studio was the source of our income. So we had to build up our business, um, our skincare business in order to support our family before we could close our portrait photography business. Um, and that was always our goal. So I suppose if any, I think, I mean, it's just hard work and determination <laughs> um, and consistency. So doing yeah. as mundane yeah. as it sounds, doing the same thing, you know, getting up at the same time every day, going to work at the same time, finishing at the same time and, uh, you know, routine, consistency, mundane, <laughs> boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that as as an entrepreneur, that is hard to fi- to have that consistency because you are juggling so many different things. And I, I've actually found with with COVID, you know, we're recording this in kind of lockdown times that it's been good for establishing a routine. And it's helped me a lot because before we were traveling all over London, commuting back and forth, and so much time was just in transit. I don't know if you found that, but I think definitely having that consistent routine and, you know, sticking to the plan, holding yourself accountable is is huge. And it's almost easier to do when you're, well, stuck indoors with nothing else. When you can't do anything. (laughs) When you can't do anything else. But that's, so that's really, I think that that's an amazing story. And so I guess you both really believed in, in the product and did you, so your first product was this, the pure hyaluronic serum, is that correct? That's correct. So we launched six years ago with our pure hyaluronic serum. And it really, I think that we were at the forefront of the explosion of hyaluronic acid. So yes. Hyaluronic acid has been around for centuries, years, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of years, but there has been a resurgence of that ingredient And it happened six years ago when we launched our product. We were just on the cusp of that resurgence. Now, uh, there's a lot of skincare brands that have hyaluronic serums, um, but we would have been one one of the first. 
Yeah. And I think that, so hyaluronic and, you know, that's, it's so interesting with a lot of ingredients. I mean, you look at glycerin, for example, glycerin has been used in, in skincare products for ever. And all of a sudden glycerin is included in all these lists of top hydrating ingredients. And it's like, well, this has been used forever. And so I think that it's really interesting how the industry picks up on these different trends and, and kind of picks and chooses, look at, you know, niacinamide, for example, that's not a new ingredient, but now everyone's highlighting it, PHAs. Um, so there are a lot of these ingredients that I think some someone is is kind of setting these trends. And, and it's you guys really that came out with the serum six years ago that were, I guess it was the re the rebirth of this, this ingredient to really highlight the, the benefits of it. But I think it's important to, to note that not all hyaluronic serums are, are the same. And there's so much difference in terms of formulation and the quality of the ingredients, the ingredients that go along with it. It's very important. And what I found is that so many, this is why I love your product, is that so many hyaluronic acid serums, they do sit on the skin. They almost make the skin feel tight. Uh, if you wait too long before you put something on on top of them, they feel tight. If you put it on and your skin's too dry, it doesn't work. So I want to almost go into the unboxing here because I think that this is a great kind of transition into it. I have I have it here. I mean, you can see it's already, I got it the other day and I, I go through it so quickly. So let's talk about this product and the formulation and what makes it so awesome. Um, our pure hyaluronic serum is firstly, it's vegan, cruelty-free. We use multi-molecular weight. So we've two weights, high and low. Mm -hmm. So it works on all layers of your skin. It's not sticky or tacky. Um, it's smooth and silky. Yes, it and is. <laughs> and it goes the skin. And so can you just talk a little bit more about molecular weight for people who maybe um, are not familiar with that kind of term? So, so it has hyaluronic acid has different benefits on your skin, depending on its molecular weight. So high molecular weight locks in the moisture mm -hmm. and mid molecular weight hydrates the dermal layers. And that's the difference. So we can lock our hyaluronic serum will lock in the moisture and also hydrate the skin. And that's the key with our, that's, that's why it works. That's why it's effective. That's why it gives you that glow. Um, that's why it gives you that youthful look and hydrates your skin also. Mm -hmm. And I find, so I just put it on my hand, not that I don't use it a million times a day, but just to, it's fragrance free as well. Yeah. And so what I love about it is that what you can get oftentimes with hydrating serums is you get this added fragrance, which, you know, I think fragrance when used in the right way, when formulated in the right way, there's an argument that it can be nice and add kind of that sensorial effect and, and be nice for a ritual, a skincare ritual. But I think for people who are dehydrated and have dry skin, they are going to be more prone to a compromised skin barrier, which means that fragrance is going to be more irritating for them, generally speaking. And so I think that for me, I have rosacea prone skin and a lot of hyaluronic serums and hydrating serums burn my skin. And this one doesn't. And so, uh, like you said, it's it's very silky, and within seconds, it goes into the skin, and you can't feel that tacky. It's not sticky. And what we've actually had people who say, you know, in the summertime when it's hot, I just finish off with this. I don't want to put on a moisturizer on top of it. So, do you find that people use it in different ways? Like, how do you recommend using it in a routine? Um, it, within a routine, I would use it in the morning time, and I will always obviously cleanse and then spritz. 
So when my skin is slightly damp, it will soak in quicker. So I put my serum on next and I lock it in with the hydrate moisturizer. So all of our products are, the texture is very much lightweight and they're all made to soak into your skin straight away. So we achieve a luxury feeling in our products without using silicones. So, which is a huge deal. It is a huge deal, especially with this ingredient. I think that it's often complemented by silicones. And I do feel like that is part of the reason why it creates that barrier for many of the the serums because it has those silicones. And, you know, that that can prevent transepidermal water loss. And there can be reasons that people put it in. But I do think that what's important to note is that just because something's lightweight does not mean that it's not hydrating. And so there's this misconception that in the winter you need to change to a heavier cream or a heavier hydrating serum or something like that, where actually if it's formulated in the right way and it's doing what it's, you know, kind of designed to do, it doesn't have to be super heavy. It, you can, you can feel lightweight and like your skin's still breathing without weighing it down. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people have a personal choice as well. My choice is that I don't feel any products on my skin that mm-hmm. they have all soaked in. I know the actives have soaked in. They're doing what they're meant to do. They're not sitting on the top of my skin. So one of the tricks that, you know, that I, when, when I'm formulating products, one of my tests is like the wash, the wash off process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at the end of the day, if you have put loads of creams on and then you go to wash your skin and you can just feel the products washing off, then you know, especially that's the case, especially with body creams or, you know, okay, especially right, with body creams. Just yeah. sat on my skin all day. And now I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you can feel it coming off. And then all of a sudden yeah. you can feel your skin underneath, you can feel the actual texture of your skin. And so I think that that is such an interesting point that a lot of people probably don't think about, um, is that that's been sitting on your skin all day. And it really depends, I think, on your on your skin type. I mean, if you have, for example, eczema-prone skin and you're going to be in the mountains, maybe you want something to sit on your skin as that barrier. But if you're day-to-day, let's say you have congestion, you have breakouts, you're you know, you are doing a disservice to your skin by not um, using correct products that are just going to sit on the skin and, you know, mix with dirt and bacteria and all of that and just kind of clog you up. And so in terms of finding, like actually finding the ingredient and formulating this, were there any challenges that came? Because I mean, everyone else has been doing it differently and you guys changed the way that it was done. So how did, how did that come about? So the hyaluronic acid that we use is it's a very expensive form of hyaluronic acid. It's from France, the type we use. So we went to great lengths to source the best quality in that ingredient and in all of our ingredients. Um, a lot of brands or some brands may, we, we always start at the top. So when, we, when I formulate a product, price does not come into it. So I, will, I want the best ingredients, yeah, the best And that's what we're going to pay for are the best quality ingredients. And for me, nothing really else matters after that. Mm -hmm. And I think you can tell when you use a product from how effective they are and how they feel on your skin and the luxurious texture and whether they're soaking into your skin, whether you can feel an extra layer on your skin. For me, That's the luxury side of our products where they soak into your skin. They're not sticky or tacky. They're fragrance free. We've achieved this by not using cheap, nasty ingredients. All of our ingredients are, we only use clean ingredients. 
Um, 80% of our products are made in Ireland and 20% are made in Germany. So they're all formulated and made in the EU. Yeah, that's incredible. I think that that's not, you know, you're not cutting corners, I think is just important to point out because, you know, a lot of, and, and I think it's too important that, you know, you, you saw a problem with the industry, you identified it, and then you wanted to create this business. And I think coming from that business mindset, sometimes you may be, you know, it may make sense to, to cut corners and there's a bottom line. And some of these businesses, that is what they are. They are businesses. And so I can appreciate, you know, where people are coming from when they need to, um, you know, I guess, I guess, source from, from different areas. But in terms of the problem that you're wanting to solve and the experience that you're wanting, I think it's incredible that you, you didn't compromise and you can feel it. I mean, you really can't. My job is to test different products. My job is to use different products and see how they react with my skin. I mean, I really put my skin through the ringer. I I will look at something and I'll say, okay, this is going to make my rosacea react. I'm going to do it because it says for sensitive skin and I need to try it. And so I think just to note to everyone, this is the product that I come back to. I'm not, I mean, I don't say that about any other hyaluronic serum. It's a product that I come back to. I use it twice a day personally um, because my skin is so, so, so dry. And sometimes I might even, if I don't have makeup on, I may wash my face and put it on in the middle of the day just because I need that kind of extra sip of water. So for me, this is a hero product. I don't say that about many things. My exuberance cleanser is the only other thing that I'm so passionate about. So I think it's great for any skin type. Again, I don't say that lightly because we do have clients who have kind of dry acne prone skin, which is a really hard skin type to get products for because we don't want to have something that sits on the skin, but we need to hydrate it because that's part of the problem with, with acne skin is that compromised skin barrier. So this is a great one um, for aging skin. I think it's incredible. I could go on forever anyways, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but I won't. We'll move on to other products because you guys have expanded. And so this was your hero product. And how long How long before you said, okay, we're ready to launch a new product. We're ready to, to branch out because what was the kind of journey? Um, yeah. So our next product that we launched was 18 months later and it's our hydrate moisturizer. Um, yeah, which is another one on our unboxing list. So yeah. I did hear about the story of this one. So this product is in an airless container. So the ingredients stay fresh with every pump. So it's an anti-aging moisturizer without, again, it's not a very heavy moisturizer, but it really moisturizes your skin. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people, as you, you touched on earlier, Megan, they have, there's a misconception out there that in the winter months, you need to use a heavier moisturizer. So somebody like me, I have combinational skin. I have a skin type that a lot of people have. My friend, some of my friends have dry skin, but they will always say to me, but do I not need to use a heavier moisturizer in the winter when it gets cold? And the answer to that is no. A moisturizer should moisturize, whether it's summertime or wintertime. That's the function of a moisturizer. So our hydrate moisturizer contains squalane. Um, it contains anti-aging peptides. So the texture is really lightweight and luxurious. When you use it, it soaks straight into your skin. So if you put it on and you do the wash off test that I do on, I do all the time, nothing will wash off because it's mm-hmm. gone into your skin. It's soaked into your skin. All of those nourishing, hydrating ingredients have soaked into your skin. And most, a lot of people are amazed at how, at how hydrating it is, even though it's 
lightweight. So I myself, I hate really heavy products. I can't put them on my skin. So Mm -hmm. I suppose there's a common theme running through all of our products. And that is that they are all lightweight. They soak into your skin straight away. They're ultra hydrating without making your skin feel heavy. Yeah. And I think, so this kind of pump that that's on this moisturizer, I think is so important to highlight because if you have a moisturizer that's in a pot, well, first of all, you're dipping your, well, unless you're using the cute little spatula, which I love, I love a cute spatula. I think that the mini spatulas are really adorable, but unless you, when you're opening it, you are exposing it to the outside world and you're risking your ingredients oxidizing, you are risking things getting into it. If you, if you do kind of dip your fingers into it, then you have the bacteria from your fingers, the oils from your fingers. And so it just gets contaminated for not to be dramatic, but it does. Uh, And so talk to me about this product, just the packaging in and of itself, because it's, I've only seen a few different brands using it. So that must've been a challenge. Yes. So the air, the pump is airless and with every pump, it also delivers the right dose of moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, um, especially for the world we live in today with, you know, bugs and bacteria, people are a lot more conscious about the use of their products and what they're putting their hands into and what they're not. So it's re- really good for that, but it's also keeps all of the ingredients fresh. So because mm-hmm. the moisturizer does contain peptides, which are really good for anti-aging, um, so all of the active ingredients inside the moisturizer are fresh. Yeah, exactly. And I would say that this is a more active moisturizer, which means that you do need to be careful with what other treatment serums you're pairing it with. I think because it's so lightweight and goes straight into your skin, people might forget that. So just make sure that you're, um, I guess, when you're integrating this moisturizer into your routine, you're not overdoing it. So how would you recommend people pair, you know, maybe different serums with this? Would you recommend they have a I guess, a standard kind of simple moisturizer and then use this more as a treatment or how would you integrate it into a skincare routine? I think the, our hydrate moisturizer is safe enough to use in the evening and in the morning. I mm-hmm. myself, use at nighttime, I use our Superstar. It's a, a retinoid night oil at nighttime and I don't put anything on over that. So it's a, it's a real nighttime treatment. It contains 11 cold pressed oils, um, which hydrate and nourish your skin, full of fatty acids and omegas, and then retinoid vitamin A, which is the number one anti-aging ingredient. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use that at night. And then in the morning time, I use hydrate every single morning. That's great. Yeah, that's really good to know. And I think just for people to, I think that you know, it's really fine to keep it simple. You don't need to, you know, overdo it with the actives on your skin. So that's just an important thing I think to point out. And for the morning to go under makeup, this is amazing to go under SPF. This is amazing. So it's, it's a really great all around moisturizer and I'm really happy also with the packaging. I, I love it. (laughs) It doesn't, you're not, you know, using too much, you're not wasting product, which is, you know, where you're like putting it over your arms and your legs. Um, (laughs) That's great too. Um, so I think a newer product, which is really, it was an exciting launch. I know when I saw it, I was just so excited to get my hands on it. It's the glow drops. And so (laughs) Talk to me about this third product um, that we're going to talk about today, the glow drops, because they have the same texture really as this hyaluronic serum. So they go straight into the skin. As we've said, that's a theme with all of your products, but tell me more about it and the idea behind this. 
So we're an Irish brand and in Ireland, we are famous for self-tanning products. <laughs> um, so and I am, my parents are Asian, so my parents are Indian. Um, so my skin is naturally darker. So I have an olive skin tone. So, you know, when I came to the team and said, okay, we're going to do customizable tanning drops. I think they were a little bit in shock. <laughs> But I think everybody, everybody's skin type and everybody wants to have a natural glow. So even for my skin type and color, I can use tanning drops or I can use fake tan once it looks natural. <laughs> exactly. You do not want the or I mean, I'm very, I'm a Fitzpatrick one skin type. I burn like in a second in the sun and I get very, very pale in the winter. I've at this point, I've just accepted it. I'm like, okay, this is me, but I I would love to use a product and the glow drops achieve this. That doesn't make me a have the weird smell that you get with self tanning drops and also give me a glow that isn't orange. It's really not something that's easy to achieve. Otherwise I think a lot of brands would be doing it. Well, I looked at a lot of the tanning products available on the market and a lot of the feedback we were getting from our customers with some of the problems that they were having around tanning products, especially for their face. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the main concerns was the the smell. Mm -hmm. They didn't like the smell. The second one was that they always caused their skin to break out. Yeah. The third, there's an ingredient in in a lot of self-tanning drops that causes congestion on the skin. And we tell clients that, and oftentimes when they stop using that tanning product, the blackheads and congestion start to subside. So that's a big one. Yeah. And the third one was that they were drying out their skin. So there was three, the smell, Dry, causing dry skin and causing acne mm-hmm. or breakouts. So when we decided to create our customizable tanning drops, um, glow drops, we wanted to address these three problems. Mm-hmm. So our tanning drops are, again, they're fragrance-free. They contain no alcohol. So the drying, normally the drying of the skin happens from using fake tan products on your face from alcohol so a lot of tanning products for your your skin contain a high volume or level of alcohol Mm -hmm. so ours contain no alcohol and so that eradicates that problem and then the third one was the tanning agent that's used and we do use dha we use dha tanning that's in all tanning products but ours is a very very high quality so we pay extra to use a premium quality ingredient Mm -hmm. but so it's derived naturally from beets so and and that's where where we have a standard an ingredient standard which we don't compromise on yeah I love that and it's derived naturally from from just repeat that that Um, from beets from beets yeah from beets which is yeah which is so interesting and it kind of makes sense because you think about that about beets if you put them in for example a salad or something they they do kind of color everything around them so i think that that makes a lot of sense in my mind at least um in terms of what it does uh to kind of help with the glow and help you look tan um yeah. which they do and they're safe for um for you know Fitzpatrick one skin types you can use these and they're not going to make you um the next day look look a little oompa loompa-ish which I have 
had happened. <laughs> and we got we also got them te- tested, so they're safe for eczema prone skin. They're safe to use if you're an expe- expecting. They're safe for sensitive skin. So we did all of the relevant tests on mm-hmm. uh, uh, testing on the product, um, so they're suitable for all skin types. Yeah, that's great. And I think that that's great to know that for eczema skin too, because tanning products, mainly with the alcohols, which is used as, um, it's almost used as an agent to, an emollient agent to, um, it's a cheap way to kind of fill these products. Um, and so they don't use it with the intention to dry out your skin, but it just is kind of a, a side effect of that uh, because it's a cheap way to do it. And so I think the fact that 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 your product doesn't have that makes makes a huge difference, especially for sensitive skins, which over time, even if you use a tanning product once and it doesn't irritate your skin over time, the use of that can compromise your skin barrier slowly and surely. Um, yeah. And the other, the other thought process behind that product was I spent so much time and effort using all of these beautiful products on my skin every day that contain all of these really great active ingredients for my skin. And then what do I do? I put foundation on top of my skin. Um, And a lot of the time we don't look at the ingredients inside that foundation. So exactly that was, (laughs) yeah, that is, it's something that we ask our clients about when we talk about their morning routine, we say, okay, but what actually, you know, step-by-step and take me all the way until you leave the house, because that includes your makeup. It also includes things like small habits that you're doing too, that you need to take into account. But makeup, if you're using the wrong, the wrong makeup, you can, it can be extremely detrimental to your, to your skin. And I think it's something that people don't think about. They're saying, okay, my skincare is not addressing my concerns. Something's making, you know, Know, me have XYZ issue. And we have to look at everything you're putting on your skin in addition to your lifestyle too, um, and your diet. So I just want to kind of shift back into quickly, um, kind of to wrap up everything. I think that we've talked about some things that are, you know, I guess, unique to your brand. So the fact that you do, you know, I love this wash off test, but the fact that you want products to sink into the skin, you want high quality ingredients, you want them to be clean. And I think that also the fact that you do so much market research and asking the consumer, okay, what is the problem with this, this type of product category that you don't like? And then you really listen to consumers. So I guess if we could just go into what your challenges were, also, we've talked a bit about packaging too, but what were the challenges and how did you overcome them and, you know, gain this, this success with, with these products and this brand? I mean, challenges around business systems and inventory systems, making sure that, you know, we can meet our customers' demands on time. So we don't leave our customers waiting for products. That's a, that is a challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. But we have managed to solve that challenge. We have live inventory. We know exactly how much stock we have on hand. We've got live product count down. Um, So we've managed to solve that problem, but definitely those putting the correct business systems in place is always a challenge and making sure that those business systems work remotely. So all of our systems are cloud-based and they have been from the very beginning. That's so lucky too. I mean, that's, that is, um, I guess, disaster proofing your business without, maybe it was intentional, but with everything that's happening now, yeah. uh, I think that a lot of businesses have found this extremely difficult because working remotely in the business systems, they, they didn't, they weren't supported remotely. So that must've been 
really, it must've felt so good. I'm sure <laughs> it was so challenging to put into place. And then you're thinking, okay, it was all worth it. We're ready to go. It was all worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's amazing. And I guess in terms of sourcing ingredients and just um, finding, I guess, the right partners and things like that, do you have any suggestions for maybe a skincare entrepreneur that is looking into starting their own brand or wanting to solve another problem in, in the industry? I think that if you if you know the guidelines around your what you want to formulate so whether it's going to be clean or not clean or vegan um if you have all of those guidelines in place first decide you know decide what your your product formulation guidelines are then you can go to somebody out you know an external person to help you formulate your biochemist or who out your chemist um but you need to know exactly what you want that's the hardest part yeah i think that that is definitely the hardest part and i We've had quite a few different people that we've met in the industry and just, you know, kind of on our own journey that want to start skincare brands, for example. And they come to us with an idea, oh, for CBD is a big one. Oh, I think I want to start a CBD brand. And it's like, okay, well, let's talk about what differentiates you and what, you know, the quality of the ingredients that you're looking for, rather than just having an idea and going to someone um, and letting them kind of come up with what the what the product is exactly. for. Yeah, you need to know, is it going to be fragrance free or have fragrance? Is it vegan or are you going to use beeswax or Mm -hmm. are you, you have to really clearly define the parameters around that. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess just my final question is looking forward, what, what is in store for Pestle and Mortar? What are you looking forward to for the future? If you can share, I know that some is probably top secret, but. (laughs) Um, Well, we do, we have a whole new category launching in April. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> this is exciting. Okay. I'm putting a countdown on. I cannot wait. So big things. You guys are expanding and continuing to expand your line and everything that comes from Pestle and Mortar. I mean, we recommend all of your products, uh, which we can't say about, we can't say about many brands at all. So yeah. So I think that if you guys haven't heard about Pestle and Mortar, please check them out. You've definitely heard about the, the hyaluronic serum from me, but I think that the brand story is incredible. I'm so happy to know more about, uh, what you guys stand for and the kind of pillars of your brand and just to hear your story. So thank you so much for being here for your time. I know that you're so busy. We've talked about how many things you're juggling. So to get an hour of your time is is incredible. Thank you so much, Megan. It was lovely to chat to you. Okay, well, bye guys. We will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening and don't hesitate to contact us if you have any question. You can reach us on DM on leon.ldn or email us at hello at leonldn.co.uk. Don't forget to check out our website for more info on our virtual consultations and for bookings. It's time your skincare earned its place on your bathroom shelf.